And happiness comes in the form of John Matham from Cape Talk. Welcome. <laughs> That's my nerves. My nerves are chattering, Carl. How well, am I going to live up to this? You are going to be fine. You know, the great thing about your job versus my job is that you have to talk for 20 minutes. I can, I can stop talking and play a song. Sheesh. Yeah, I know. I know. We've, Who we've did you have to sleep with to get that right? I sw- uh, Henny. Dennis. Yes, <laughs> that's what I. Uh, well, no, I'll, I'll just keep talking for twenty minutes. <laughs> oh man, John, it is such an honor, and I think this came from a, a lovely conversation that we had about you wanting to do music radio. You, you know, you you looked at me, and I think it's because I look so happy. I bounce into the studio, and you're like, oh, "Why is this guy so happy?" And I think it's because well, it's because you call Wasty. Let's face it, but it's also because I get to play a song when I don't have anything to say. If I have nothing good to say, I'll play a song. But the thing is, I want, I want when they eventually chuck me out of that studio. Yes. They say, no, you're too old. Too many old fart moments and none of them are scripted. They're just happening because you are an old fart now completely. I want to do a kind of midnight to three o'clock in the morning. Ooh. This is the love doctor. Oh, my word. Yes. And just play some lovely tunes and, uh, and talk to people about things that are important. I would love to hear a show like that. It would be just like a smooth show. Your your voice changes as you can hear. Just like... Yeah, okay. Well, I'll talk to Henny and see. The love doctor. Um, I just want to ask you, love doctor. So I'm I'm here with my, my girlfriend and my wife and I want to find out how do I find the balance? Well, um, my advice is that you stack them one on one in between. And I... I have a couple of seesaws I can loan you. You've not had sex with a wife and a girlfriend on a seesaw. You don't know anything about balance, oh, young yes. Oh, yes. That is what I... This is what I signed up for. John Matham on KFM 94.5. Sure. And the rating shoot up. And the kids in the back confused, I know. But it's okay. <laughs> uh, because we are here for you. It is the flash drive in KFM 94.5. Be prepared. John is here till 6 o'clock. And we are going to make the most of this man's talents. We've got Unpop coming up, which is very, very important to release all of the things that you believe that you, you kind of you know you need to say to the world. you got a chance to do that. It's a platform over here on KFM 94.5. Plus two truths and a lie featuring John Matham. And of course, the most music to make you feel great. You know, in that little preamble, that intro, there was a mention over there about, you know, waiting till Friday. You shouldn't. You should go find happiness. But the day is Friday. So what do we do on a day like this? How do we focus on a day like this, John? Um, is it okay to look forward to a day like this? And when it's here, can we celebrate? Can we just bathe ourselves in the, the moment that is Friday? <laughs> bathe ourselves yes, in the moment. That's correct. Yes, we can't sunbathe ourselves in the moment no. on a day like to this. But we must always be looking for the good. Yes. We must always be looking for the happy. Yes. There's a lot of stuff around us, yes. Carl. You look there. Oh, Akvali Kekni. You look there. Oh, Akvali Kekni. So look there because there you want a cake. All right. So let's get our cake. Yeah, let's get our cake and eat it. There we go. Let's eat cake. Alongside me, my co-host today, John Matham. I stole him from Cape Talk. They allowed me to. I'm not alongside you. I'm far away from okay, you. You're such a big studio. Ten meters away from me. That's Don't you touch are. me on my studio. I couldn't. You're too far away to touch you on your studio. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I could come closer. There are mics closer Actually, to you. This is a there per- we go. This is a perfect Thought so. Yeah. Thought so. So... I mean, John, this is... We just played three songs in a row. Are you okay? 
Oh, was it three songs? It yes. sound, they all sounded exactly the same to me, so I thought it was one very long song. <laughs> you know, you know, John is such a an investigative journalist in so many ways. The first probing question. Do you want to reiterate the question that you asked me off air? You asked me. All right, I, I uh, want you to do it. Pull off the Band-Aid. Okay. I said, Carl, how much of the music that you play in Flash Drive do you actually personally like? And I had to answer that nicely. And I told him like about, you know, about 80% of the music that I play is on the other side. <laughs> and 20% I like. Anyway, right. But it's because, you know, we all have personal But I mean, who doesn't like Miley Cyrus? I love, who does not love like Miley, Miley Cyrus? I love a new song. That song yeah. Jaded is so beautiful. And she's got a new song out now as well. No, no, she's, she's great. But yeah, there are some tracks that I do enjoy. But then, <laughs> you know, there are... Given the fact that we have a certain radio strategy when it comes to music, because we are a music radio station, we have to abide by the strategy, John. You well, the same thing out. is true for me across the way. Yes, you um, have a, a, music, yeah. a music strategy. No, I don't have a music strategy. Word strategy. I, I have um, an interview strategy, and some of the some of the time I go, okay, I've got to talk to this person now, another politician. Yay! Yeah. But you've got to pretend that you're excited about the interview. Which all of the time I am, Carl. I am. I, I think there were. I think wow. there was one interview that I did in two thousand and three, and I remember it well. Where yes. I didn't look forward to it, but otherwise everything, just one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I like I'm getting. That. I'm getting ready for two truths and a lie. You t- I know. I can tell you are getting ready. You're you're building up to it. But that interview strategy, I like it. I like the fact that you can have anybody in front of you, and you can make them feel so uncomfortable. They'll give you everything. Or so comfortable that they'll give me everything. Yes, you have good, you, yeah, you have good I, polarity I in your interviews. I am an amazing tickler. <laughs> yes, you are. And you have an amazing story. You said four decades of broadcasting. That's right. Four So scary. Welcome Look, to Music in, Radio. In, in the 80s, I did a lot of um, radio drama. So I did a lot of Springbok Radio serials. I don't think anybody in your audience remembers Springbok Radio. But I did a lot of Springbok Radio serials. I did a lot of reading of novels for the English services, the AM program, as it was called then, uh, the A program and that sort of thing. And then I started radio journalism in the late 80s. So I've been doing journalism on radio for 35 years. Yeah. I, I got a WhatsApp in here saying I can ask you any general knowledge question and you'll know the answer to it. No, I will know the answer to about 30 out of 50 general knowledge questions. Really? You really? Oh, wow. I'm so tempted to ask you one now. Oh, you got to think of this, one. Yes, I have to think. No, I have to because that's the thing about general knowledge. You have to think, do I go geography? Do I go history? Do I go... Uh, this is very, very, very intriguing. How about me asking you about the capital of Madagascar? Antananarivo. Yes! <laughs> oh, man. Can I ask you one every time we put the mics on? I just, oh, man, this is great. Uh, all right. I would love to. Just just tap in. Because see, what happens is that I'll answer nine correctly and yes. not know the answer to two. And that's all people remember. He didn't know the answer to so it would be better if you yeah. allowed me to exit with my pride intact. That's true. Okay, I will do that too. But you said radio drama. Because I'm drama. very psychologically vulnerable. All right. Yeah. 
I, I well, that's why I'm here for you. <laughs> oh, he's got such a lovely smile. I am man. here for he's you, John Mason. Such Ratham. a lovely smile. I am. So you you need to give me two truths and a lie, three statements. Let's get into it now, right now. What's your first statement? Okie dokie. Um, I wrote them down because I wanted to be very, very, very clear. Thank you. My first statement is: I once danced for more than an hour with Tina Turner. All right. Statement number two. I can recite the first 100 digits of pi, the ratio between the circumference of a circle and its radius. It is what they call an irrational number, which means it has an infinite series of numbers beyond the decimal point. And I can do the first 100 from memory. Statement number three. Statement number three is Rod Stewart once threw vodka in my face. You know you've been you've been doing this for four decades. Why, why does all of those? They sound like all truths, but one of them is actually a lie. So, Nikki Duplessis, which one's the lie? Hey guys, I think number three, Ross Stewart throwing vodka in your face is a lie. We can reveal now, John. Is that the lie? No, that is the truth. That is one of oh, the truths. Wow. Why would Rod Stewart throw vodka in your face? <laughs> It was, it, was the last <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the late 80s i was doing a play in london at the lyric theater in hammersmith and um i know wow. richard e grant from before he yes. went to, and became famous and uh richard had a party and i went to the party and there were a lot of famous people because richard had done a lot of movies that put him in touch with a lot of famous people yeah and rod stewart was there and rod stewart was drinking quite heavily and it was one of those moments when Noise just disappears. <laughs> so it was very loud, and so I said to yes. the person next to me, I said, it looks as if Rod Stewart did his hair with a broomstick this morning. And as I said that, the room fell quiet. Ooh. And so he heard it, and he walked up to me, oh, and he, wow. he used a couple of swear words, and then he threw his <laughs> glass of vodka in my face. <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt, I haven't washed that shirt. Oh, still, what yeah. an honor. I hope it is good vodka as well. And then, Nikki, if you had to take another guess, now that we know that the Rod Stewart story is accurate, uh, which, so which other one sounds like a lie? So I would now say dancing with Tina Turner. Dancing with Tina Turner? Is that the lie? No, that's the truth. You danced with <laughs> Tina Turner! You, I did! You oh, vagabond! I did, I did, I did, I did. I was, working, <laughs> I was working as a barman at Sun City in the casino bar. Tina Turner did a concert at Sun what? City in the Super, Superdome, Super Bowl, whatever they call it. Yes. And uh, she came in after a show. I'd finished my shift. She was dancing on the floor and everybody else cleared... <laughs> Everybody else cleared the dance floor yes. because Tina Turner was on there. And I thought, hell with this. And so I went off the dance floor and we danced. We didn't exchange a single word. We didn't speak but to you, each other, but, but we don't. danced. The two of us on the dance floor. The language. And after about dance. an hour, she sort of smiled at me and waved goodbye and left. Magic. Magic moment. I, I can only imagine. Wow. What a memory. Yeah. That is magical. Sure. Nikki, I just, I'm glad you were part of this. I really would. Rod Stewart and oh, Tina hi. Turner. And, and, and now we know that the pie is the lie. However, I feel like you'd know probably like a few digits less than 100 after the, the decimal. I can probably get up to about 50. You look at that. Yeah. Do you want to give it a shot? No. Okay, good. <laughs>